Ever wonder about questions that don't seem to have solid answers? Like if God is so good, then why is there so much suffering in the world? Or why should we trust the Bible and who wrote it anyway? Maybe you found the answers, but they didn't fully satisfy you. Well, welcome to Straight from the Bible, where you can find real answers from God's Word. Give us a call if something's on your heart. You can call us right now at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. You can also text or WhatsApp your questions to 671-686-9999. And now, straight from the Bible, with Pastor Messi Ideon. Hafadan, good evening. Good evening, everyone. This is Pastor Masika Edong. I'm here with my co-host, Maverick, and I'm also here with our guest co-host for today, Jonathan. Welcome back, Jonathan. Great to have you with us again. Good to be back. All right. And so we welcome back to Straight from the Bible. And before we begin, let's go ahead and bow our heads for a word of prayer and ask God's leading. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for you, O Lord, and your holy word that gives us hope and life and peace. And now, Father, as we study it and as we uh, ponder upon it, we pray, Lord, that your Spirit will teach us truth and guide us into all truth and especially draw our hearts close to you. We thank you and ask all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, good evening. Good evening, Brother Maverick. Good evening, Pastor, and also Brother Jonathan. Yes. Uh, we do want to begin with, uh, if you have any call, uh, sorry, if you have any Bible questions, please call them in today at uh, 671-472-1111 on Guam. That's 671-472-1111 on Guam. Or if you're in the beautiful islands of the CNMI, call us at 670-323-1113. That's 670-323-1113. Or text WhatsApp or signal us at 671-686-9999. That's 671-686-9999, and that's free from the CNMI. Well, we're going to begin our Straight from the Question Bible um, program tonight with a question that comes from Carol. And so the question from Carol is, uh, and thank you, Carol, for always calling in and, and leaving your questions. We enjoy getting your questions. So the question she has left for us is, what does the Bible say about crystal balls? I guess we're now in the, uh, what does the Bible say about something called a crystal ball? Now, of course, a crystal ball is something that um, uh, people that, I guess you call them fortune tellers or, or people that uh, you go there and they read your palm and things like that. And it's just simply one of the instruments that they use in order to supposedly tell your future or to, to do something else. Are you, are you kind of familiar with that? Yes, yeah. yes. And so the, these are not things that are, this is only, there's many, there's not just a crystal ball you have. Uh, what else? You have uh, charms, you have cards, right. they call them tarot cards or tarot reading, and you have, uh, and this is not something new, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Back mm-hmm. in the day, uh, during the time of ancient times in um, many of the older uh, uh, pagan countries, mm-hmm. they used things like uh, bones. I think they still use them today. They use mm-hmm. bones. They'll drop some oil in, in, in a bowl of water, mm-hmm. and they use that, and they somehow are able to tell the future. And then, of course, we they do something called astrology, mm. which is not to be confused with astronomy, which is an actual science. Mm. But astrology is something like what's your sign, and next week you're going to meet, uh, uh, you're going to have a chain, you're going to meet somebody, you know, things like that. 
Now, what does the Bible say about things like that? Well, that's uh, really goes back to the root of it is sorcery. Mm. You know, the root of it is communicating with uh, an, a spirit that you don't have the ability to communicate with. So you go to a medium, that's what they call them, in order to uh, seek their help because they have supposedly have that ability so that they'll be able to tell the future or uh, give you the numbers to the next you know, winning lottery. And uh, that's a problem. Mm. Now, are those kinds of things, are they permitted by the Bible? And the answer is no. Mm. Uh, pretty clearly, God is very plain about that. Let's go to the book of um, Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 10. And Jonathan, I'll ask you to read that in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 10 when you get there. Deuteronomy 18, 10. Sure. Deuteronomy 18, verse 10, it says, There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer. Okay, great. Does that kind of sound like what we're talking about today? It kind of sounds yes. very much that, yes, uh, it is somebody who practiced sorcery mm. or a witchcraft, and really the Bible was very much uh, against it. And God himself was against it. And Brother Maverick, maybe you can read uh, Exodus twenty-two eighteen for us, please. And then uh, Jonathan will have you look up Micah 5, 12. Exodus twenty-two eighteen. Yes, sir. You must not allow a sorceress to live. Sorceress to live. Mm -hmm. Okay, very plain. Yeah. Uh, back then, God was very serious. Mm. And you wonder why God had to be very serious during those days. Well, it's because it was a very serious time where God was still uh, leading and growing his people mm. to be faithful to him. They had just come out of Egypt. Right. And now they're they've still practicing and they've mm. maintained some of the Egyptian practices. You know, mm. 400 years in Egypt was enough to uh, for you to adapt some of their culture. Right. And, of right. course, one of the things that they adapted was uh, spiritualism or spiritism and all these things. And so in his, uh, in his wisdom, God himself is very serious that they should not even uh, practice it nor mm. let anyone among them uh, practice it and wow. for that person to be, to be basically be killed. And you wonder why. It's, 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 the reason why is because if you've seen manna fall from heaven, if you've crossed through the Red Sea, if you've mm. seen God rain down plagues on Egypt, mm -hmm. and you still want to do something that he said don't do, mm -hmm. then what more can God do to convince you right. uh, to do right? So that person was pretty much obviously good as dead. Mm. Their conscience, as we talked about earlier, their conscience was just so seared. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can read Micah 5.12 for us, please. Sure thing. It says, I will cut off sorceries from your hand, and you shall have no soothsayers. Absolutely. So you find this uh, this repetition of God really going uh, really saying no, uh, don't practice sorcery. Uh, this is something that's wrong. And now the question is why? Why do you think God is so um, serious about His people not practicing sorcery, not going to people that are uh, fortune tellers, mm -hmm. not holding on to material that we that uh, our uh, tools of fortune tellers. Why do you think God is so serious about that, Brother Jonathan? I believe he wants to protect them from being deceived. Absolutely. Deceived Amen. by who? Satan. Okay, great. Absolutely, very true. How about you, Brother Maverick? I'm basically thinking the same thing. 
taking their attention off of God. Absolutely. Mm. I like that. Being deceived, taking your attention off of God. You know, the word deceived um, is a really interesting word because a person that is deceived doesn't know they're deceived. Mm -hmm. And so that's really dangerous. So where do we find the first deception in the Bible? We find that in Genesis chapter 3, when Eve was deceived. In fact, the Bible says that the woman was deceived. Mm. And so how was she deceived? She was deceived by a serpent, Mm -hmm. or we would call that a medium. Mm -hmm. But who was really behind the serpent? Right. It was Satan himself. Mm. And so really, it was really Satan behind the serpent. We would say that it was Satan putting on a mask Mm. and trick-or-treating Eve, Mm. and Eve fell for it. Mm. And she thought, oh, okay, this is great. And... You know, the Satan gave her, I guess, quote unquote, candy, and she partook of it. And of course, uh, we know the result of, of what happened to her. Mm. And so, like you said, because she was deceived, she didn't know that the person who was behind the medium was actually Satan himself. Mm-hmm. And the reason why God is so serious about us not ever practicing sorcery or even really ho- ho- being interested in it is because. He, He's revealing to you and me because the person behind it is none other than the enemy himself. Yeah. Wow. And this includes things like Ouija boards and, right. and things like that. And, you know, it's incredible that you would find Ouija boards in, even in toy stores today. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, people sometimes just don't know that these are really things that are uh, just kind of introducing us to the enemy. Okay. That's true. Any other thoughts or comments? Are that good, John? Uh, yes, actually. Um, you know, I'd like to provide an alternative because mm-hmm. that's what the Bible offers. Yes. It, it takes something and it provides us Absolutely. an alternative. And you can find this in Isaiah 8, uh, verse 19. It says, And when they shall say to you, Seek those who are mediums and wizards who whisper and mutter. Should not a people seek their God? Should they seek the dead on the behalf of the living? Mm-hmm. So the alternative is, of course, uh, Ask God the question instead. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Amen. I, and I like that. And usually, you know, a, a lot of the questions at least people ask is about the future. Mm. And, you know, I, 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 I think sometimes people get maybe think too much and they worry about the future. Mm-hmm. But God himself uh, really has promised that we are not to worry about it, but to take each day. Amen. And, uh, you know, look. Today has its worries already and problems, and we are to focus on each day at a time and to trust, of course, that he will take care of the future. Amen. Okay? Any other thoughts, Brother Maverick? Well, uh, just a few thoughts that crosses my mind. Mm -hmm. One one is there are people today, or maybe I shouldn't word it that way anyways. I don't know how to word it any other ways, but who uses the Bible, actually, Mm -hmm as a form of uh, predicting the future. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, and it, it has become something really common today where I definitely don't know how they do it, but it's a common practice that, and they call it, a, it that it's clean. Mm-hmm. It's because they were using the Bible. I see. You know, they open up pages or what have you, they read from it. And so they they tell the per, the person their fortune or their future f- straight out of you know using the Bible. Mm. Hmm. 
but the as the, the scripture plainly says sorcery you know god forbids it absolutely absolutely i'm glad you brought that up because that's really interesting yeah mm. that's very strange you know what, what what comes to my mind as you say that is uh you know one yes the bible does tell the future and and it does tell it has beautiful prophecies you have daniel 2 you have revelation you have several places in the bible that very much speak about prophecy mm. And uh, when it comes to our personal future, well, the Bible, I, I, I'm not going to say it, it tells your future, but it does tell us that if you follow the path that God has laid out, mm. that your future will be bright. Amen. Oh, amen. And it will be good. Mm. I think of, I believe, Proverbs 4. I believe it's Proverbs 4. Let's go there together. Where it talks about uh, the path of the just. Let me look at it. Let's see if it's right. Three or four. Ah, the path of the just yes. is as a shining light. Yes, Amen. indeed. And that is, let me see. Yes, Proverbs 4, chapter uh, 18. And we'll read 18 and 19. I know, Jonathan, this is your one of your favorite books, if not the, your most favorite <laughs> book. So we'll have you read 18 and 19. All right. Um, could you repeat that again? Uh, Proverbs chapter 4, 18 and 19. Okay. Proverbs 4, 18 and 19 says, But the path of the just is as a shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness, and they know not at what they stumble. Okay, amen. So really plainly, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a couple of verses, God has really laid out that as you follow God, as you're, you do your best to be faithful by his grace and power alone, that your, that your path will get brighter and brighter. Now, it says the path of the justice as the shining light, referring to the sun. And so because the sun, in the morning, it's, it's, uh, it starts as you know, like soft rays of light in the morning, early morning hour. And then when it reaches the noontime, noontime that's the highest uh, strength of the sun, at least, that, that we get. And so it says that the path of the just, uh, uh, the path of a righteous person, will get brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter as he continues on the path that God has laid out for him. And unfortunately, it doesn't say the same thing about the wicked. It says that uh, their path or their way of the, the, the wicked is as darkness, and they know not at what they stumble. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm imagining them going around not knowing where they're going, but they're going. When the power goes off in the middle of the night. Exactly. And you're trying to get a drink of water. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like you're going and going, but are you really going anywhere? Yeah. And so, you know, that very much... In that sense, the Bible does tell the future for every person. Mm. In that sense, the principle is if you follow the Lord, yes, your life will be uh, good. Now, not everything will be good every single moment of your life, but God has promised that everything will work out for good Amen. to them that love God. Okay? I, uh, Go I have ahead, w- Brother one Jonathan. extra verse I'd like to add Please. to that. Uh, uh, as far as future is concerned, very well covered, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's one other verse that also mentions the future. It is Jeremiah 29, verse 11. And in it, God yes, says, it uh, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Amen. That's beautiful. Yes, indeed. And so it's great that God himself is the one that does all of that. And you know what's amazing? Oh, we have a question that came in. All right, great. We just had a question that... Had a caller come in. All right. Oh, it's my dear Carol. Great to hear from you again, Carol. And Carol's question is, what salvation means? Wonderful. 
what salvation means. Thank you so much, Carol, for that beautiful question. All right, guys, what are your thoughts on what salvation means? Uh, Jonathan, we'll go ahead and maybe we'll let's look at that together. What salvation means. Now, there's two ways to look at it. What salvation means as the actual word. And I, I love going back to the history of words and where they came from and what it means. And then we'll go to the, the Bible aspect. What does it mean um, according to the scriptures? So we're going to look that up online or in our dictionary. Brother Jonathan, if you have that, go ahead and read it. Um, so defining the word salvation. Yes. Uh, preservation or deliverance from harm, ruin, or loss. Amen. That's a great definition. Can you read that one more time? Sure. Uh, preservation or deliverance from harm, ruin, or loss. Wonderful. So harm, ruin, or loss. So very simply, um, very simply, salvation is you're about to be in, you're either in harm, you're about to be ruined, or you're about to face incredible loss. And just as you're about to face those things, somebody then comes in and, and helps you out, or you then are able to uh, find help to get you out of that situation. And so, great question, Carol. And so, you know, this is why when it comes to the Bible, it's very, very, um, it's very beautiful because salvation is so simple and yet so deep and broad that when we ourselves were, were on the path to be lost in sin, where we're on the path to harm, to ruin, and eternal loss, destruction, then Christ came along and he offered himself as a as a sacrifice mm. in order to take us off that path mm. and put you on a new one just as we read in um, Proverbs chapter 4 let me go to the book of Exodus cha- sorry Genesis chapter 3 and Carol we're going to look at um, Genesis chapter 3 and Genesis chapter 3 is of course when Adam and Eve fell into sin mm-hmm. but I want you to see the promise that God gives us So Genesis chapter 3, they've fallen into sin. They've been deceived by the enemy. And I want you to see what happens as God comes into the garden. They then run away from God. Mm. Can you imagine running from the person who loves you? Right. And that's what sin does. It makes you see God differently and you become scared and you run away. Mm. But look at verse 9. The Bible says, And the Lord God called unto Adam, and he said unto him, Where are you? So who was the one... Uh, who is the one, I would say, uh, initiating the salvation? God. It was God himself. Wow. Amen. It wasn't Adam and Eve like, oh, here he is. Let's go and be saved. It was them running away. Mm. And God was the one that initiated the, the gift of salvation. Amen. Now look at verse 15. Verse 15 says, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman... And between thy seed and her seed, mm. it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Mm. There is this promise that we find there in the garden in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, that God says that there's going to be enmity or a hatred or a wrath between uh, her seed, which is the seed of the woman, which of course is all of us, mm-hmm. and thy seed, which is everybody that comes from of everybody that falls under the influence of the serpent or the enemy. Mm. And so there's going to be this hatred. Now, the reason why that's a beautiful promise is this, is that every person are naturally drawn to evil. 
Mm. We are drawn to evil. I'll give you an example. When you have a child, do you raise it to be good or bad, Brother Maverick? To be good. To be good. <laughs> because you know that if you don't raise it to be good, what's going to happen? Right. They're going right. to, by nature, mm-hmm. become bad. Yes. And we, in our sinful nature, are bad. Mm. The, the sin itself, it wasn't just something that was a, um, a physical act of wrongdoing and they sinned. But when they sinned, sin itself became a part of who we are. Mm. Uh, and I'm going to even say on a genetic level even. Mm. And this is the reason why uh, we, are, we have fallen natures mm. and we are drawn to evil mm. more than we are drawn to light. To good and to light. Good. And that's why Paul says, wretched man that I am. Mm. Mm. You know, that which I don't want to do, I do. Mm. Because he understands that there was something in him that was warring against God, mm. and he didn't like it. And that's why he says, but I thank God uh, through Christ, that Amen. he was able to find that help and hope through mm-hmm. Christ himself. So in verse, in, cha- in verse 15, there is this promise of finally that there, there is going to be a, uh, what do you call it? There is going to be something that will prevent us mm. from wanting to go to sin mm-hmm. and it's the seed mm. now who is the seed that god is referring to well we go to the book of hebrews chapter 9 verse i believe it's hebrews nine twenty-eight. and uh, brother maverick maybe you can read that when you get there hebrews chapter 9 verse 28 verse 28 yes sir so also christ was offered once to bear the sins of many Yes, excellent. And he will appear a second time not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who eagerly await him. Absolutely. So he then there, uh, he is that seed that the Bible speaks about. Amen. And you Amen. find that again in many in other places in the Bible. But he is the seed that was promised mm-hmm. in Genesis 3.15. And then he came and he offered him, uh, offered himself up as a sacrifice for us, and now mm. we can be saved and not only experience salvation, but experience the walk in salvation. Amen. And so, you know, there are three words that, that are pretty heavy, not heavy, but they're long. And these are uh, theology words. You have uh, justification, sanctification, and glorification. And these are not words that we use, you know, every single day. But it's, there's a pastor that simplified them for me that I could, that I could understand. Justification is, uh, let me see, justification in Jesus, mm-hmm. sanctification like Jesus, mm. glorification with Jesus. Amen. Mm. Amen. That's beautiful. And so w- when you're justified, it's justified never sinned. So you have been saved from, the, the, from sin and the penalty of sin once you've accepted Christ. But you don't just stay there. You want to become like Jesus. Mm. And so you grow and you study the scriptures and you share your faith. And that is sanctification. Mm. And then one day very soon as you read, when he finally comes back, we are finally with Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're made new and we're finally with him. The seed in Genesis 3.15 all the way to uh, Revelation. We find the same uh, person who gives the gift of salvation and that is Christ himself. Great question, Carol. Thank you so much. Uh, f- for asking. Really appreciate that. Any other thoughts on that, gentlemen? Please go right ahead. 
Uh, yeah, I'd like to add that, uh, you know, it's very, very hard. If somebody's in a bad situation, you need to be saved. Mm -hmm. That generally the person who's in that situation does not save themselves, right? Yes. They they need help. Absolutely. Uh, they need, so I believe that that's like just looking at the the thought behind saved is mm -hmm. is pretty pretty interesting because it it entails that there needs to be somebody else there. I'm so glad you brought that up, you know, Jonathan, because that is so true. Uh, I'm really glad you brought that up because yes, every single person needs to, whether they realize it or not, mm -hmm. uh, we're we're lost. Mm -hmm. And we need help. And even before we really wanted help or knew that we needed help, the help came. That's right. And Amen. I'm, I'm, so glad, I'm so glad that you brought that up. Any other thoughts, Brother Maverick? Well, just a simple one. Uh, as we were talking in the beginning about uh, salvation, what comes to my mind is living forever. Amen. And yes, indeed. Yes. Amen. Absolutely. I'm so glad you, you put that. You also share that because in Genesis 3, you find uh, their eternal life being cut off. But also in Genesis 3, you find the, the hope of eternal life being given back. Amen. And Amen. that was through Christ. That's Amen. great. Great thought. All right. Thank you so much for your, your question, Carol. And if anybody else out there would like to give us a call and answer a question, please go right ahead. Uh, if you're on Guam, call us at 671-472-1111. That's 671-472-1111. And if you are from the beautiful CNMI of Saipan, Tinian, and Rhoda, you can call us at 670-323-1113. That's six seven zero three two three one 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 three, or send us send us a text on WhatsApp or Signal at six seven one six eight six ninety nine ninety nine. That's six seven one six eight six ninety nine ninety nine, and that's going to be free from the CNMI. Uh, you can even go to our. Uh, let me see our. E actually, you can even ask our. You can even send your email. I send your Bible question through email at Bible at joyfmradio.net. That's B-I-B-L-E at joyfmradio.net. And we'll look forward to, to hearing from you. Okay? All right. Any other thoughts, gentlemen, before we continue on? There's a question that was uh, called in. I forgot to send it uh, to your email, but it was by an inmate. Mm -hmm. Now, this question is regarding baptism. Yes. And the man... Uh, who was crucified along with Jesus, uh, whom Jesus told him, that you will be with me in paradise. Yes. Now, how important is baptism to uh, a Christian? Okay, great question. So, so glad you brought that up. That story, I believe, is in Luke chapter, let me see, is the crucifixion story in the book of, I believe it's the book of Luke. Let's see. And that is the story of the thief on the cross. Oh, well, we're going to answer that question right after this break. Uh, we're, a great question. The question is, what about the thief on the cross and how important is baptism for the Christian? So we'll be right back after this break and we'll answer that question. Thank you. 
There are 24 hours in a day, 1,440 minutes, 86,400 seconds. How much of that time do you think the average person spends thinking about God? How much time do you think about God? And by that I mean thinking, focusing on. Psalm 77, 11 and 12 says, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will also meditate on all your work and talk of your deeds. You could simply say amen to that, or you could take it on board and devote some of your thinking time to focusing on, meditating on, dwelling on God. You'll appreciate God and His Word even more. You'll grow in your faith, and it will strengthen your relationship with God. Take time today to block out the distractions and think of heavenly things. The Bible strongly encourages you to do so. I'm John Bradshaw for It Is Written. Welcome back to the second half of Straight from the Bible. Call right now with your Bible question in Guam, it's 472-1111. In the Cinema, it's 323-1113. You can email your questions anytime to Bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit them online at joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us now for the second half of Straight from the Bible. All right, great to to have you back to Straight from the Bible. And before we left off, we had a question. And Brother Maverick, maybe you can read that question one more time? Sure. Uh, The question we had right before we left. Yes. So the question comes in from an inmate, and he wanted to know how important baptism is. And this is in regards to uh, the other individual who was crucified with Christ. He wasn't baptized, but Christ has promised him that he will be in heaven. Wonderful question. Thank you so much for asking that question. And, uh, you know, our dear brothers and sisters there at the the DOC, we're we're so glad that you're able to listen and to send in your questions and you're in our thoughts and our prayers. Thank you so much. So regarding the question of the thief on the cross uh, um, and, and baptism, he wasn't baptized, and Christ said that you you will be in the kingdom. Hmm. And so the question is, how important is baptism then, based on uh, the words of Christ, when it seemed as is this situation, this man wasn't baptized? Mm-hmm. Great question. So uh, let's go to the book of Luke chapter 23. And Luke chapter 23 is where the story begins in verse 39. Luke chapter 23, verse 39. And Brother Maverick, maybe you can read... When we begin, and that's going to be 39 to 43, if you can read that for us. Sure. Luke chapter 23, 39 to 43. One of the criminals who hung there uh, heaped uh, abuse on him. Are you not the Christ? He said, save yourself and us. But the other one rebuked him, saying, do you not even fear God, since you are under the same judgment? We are punished justly for we are receiving what our actions deserve but this man has done nothing wrong then he said Jesus remember me when you come into your kingdom and Jesus said to him truly I tell you today you will be with me in paradise all right thank you so much brother that is a in in a such a beautiful story of the thief on the cross now here's another thing Mm. If you look at the other Gospels, it actually mentions, well, here it mentions one of the thieves railing on him and and saying these bad things to Christ. Mm -hmm. If you look at the other Gospels of the same story, we find that it actually was, first it was both of them. Mm. 
Mm. In the beginning, it was both of them railing on Jesus. Hey, save us. What do you... But then something happened in the on the thief on the cross. Something happened on the thief's mind. Mm. He began to see everybody around him making fun of Christ. And he looked at him. And he, even in that moment, began to realize that the way that he had shown compassion and all the things he had heard about him and the way that the, the rulers and the priests were mistreating him, in that moment, God spoke to his mind and his heart and he made him realize or he made him to see that Christ himself was indeed the Son of God mm. and he was indeed the Messiah and he calls him Lord, Lord. Mm. Can you imagine that? Everybody in that crowd had called him a liar, mm. had called him all these other things, a blasphemer, and even his disciples weren't really there to, to say anything good about Christ. Or they could only simply stand there and witness, many of them. Mm. But in the hour of Christ's greatest struggle, and when it almost seemed like he was alone and no human uh, sympathy mm. to, to comfort him, right. yet even at the cross, Christ was still saving souls. Amen. And he saved the heart of this thief, and he looked at him and he says, Lord. Mm. So something happened between that a young thief's heart that made him then um, accept Christ as his Lord and Savior. Amen. And isn't that amazing? Yes. That even at the last moments of your life, when you've lived a, a sinful life, yet even then, mm. when you come to God in that moment, God is able to save you. Amen. And that's exactly what happened there. But now the question is, well, he's going to be saved and he wasn't baptized. Right. Uh, so how can that be? Is baptism then really important? Well, this is the, this is the, uh, the thing with this particular story. The thief on the cross couldn't be baptized. And why couldn't he be baptized? He was with Christ. Exactly. Because he was, he was on the cross. He was on the cross. Right. So because he was nailed to a cross, mm. uh, he could not physically say, okay, Lord, um, I'm going to remove myself now, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to go find a body of water, maybe the River Jordan, so that I can be <laughs> baptized, so that I could uh, give my heart to you. Mm. You see, here's the thing. God is so wonderful that God understands the situations that we're in. Mm. And so this was an extreme case of a person who had no ability of himself to be baptized. Mm -hmm. But his heart reached out to God, and God, of course, was moving his heart, and he was just as much saved into the kingdom because it was his heart and his mind that God himself had reached. Mm. And so, Amen. one, he can't be baptized because right. he's hanging on a cross. Mm -hmm. Number two, how important is baptism then? Well, there are a few places in Scripture that we that that show us how important it is. One is in Matthew chapter twenty-eight, and we can go there together. Christ is ascending uh, to heaven, and this is their last glimpse that the disciples have of Jesus uh, here on earth. He had been with them for forty days after the resurrection, and now he was going up into heaven. And so, the book of Matthew twenty-eight ends. Uh, with Christ ascending up, and he has these words, uh, these words of commission. He was commissioning them uh, to go forth and proclaim his name. And look at what Christ says in verse 18. It's, uh, he says, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. 
Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. So one of the the parts of the Great Commission was to baptize Mm. individuals into Christ. Mm. And so baptism was only a symbol of what was happening in the heart. Now, let's go to the book of John, chapter 3, and we find the same story with uh, a similar story with Nicodemus. Mm. Now, Nicodemus... He comes to Christ by night, mm-hmm. and he is wanting to to meet with him. But, of course, he's too prideful mm-hmm. to be seen with a carpenter in, during the day. Mm. But he understands that there's something about this man mm-hmm. that he has to, to know more about, and he has to ask questions from. Mm. And so Nicodemus, Christ has a discussion with him, and he comes to him, and Jesus says to him in verse 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Hmm. except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So he then says, you have to be born again. Hmm. And so Nicodemus then asks uh, a return question. He says, well, how can a man be born when he is old? Right. Can he enter into the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And then Jesus makes it more plain for him to understand. Verily, verily. Now, when Christ repeats something, verily, verily, that means it's very important. So, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, Mm. he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Mm. And so Christ then himself says, except you be born of the water and the Spirit, you cannot. So the question then is, according to Jesus... How important is baptism? Mm. Very important. Mm. Very, very important. Now, let's go to the book of Mark, chapter 16, verse 16. And, uh, Brother Maverick, maybe you can read that when you get there. Mark, chapter 16, verse 16. Yes, sir. Mark 16, verse 16 says, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Absolutely. So how important is it to be baptized? Well, once again, Jesus says it himself there again. Uh, He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, and he Mm -hmm. that believeth not shall be damned or or condemned. Um, It it appears to me that uh, part of believing is being baptized. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because exactly as Christ said, exactly as you said, when Christ was speaking to Nicodemus, he said you have to be born of uh, the Spirit and of the water. Mm-hmm. Now, the water, of course, is the physical act of baptism, mm-hmm. but there's nothing magical or spiritual in the water itself mm-hmm. that right. we are baptized in. Right. So what is Christ talking about then? You see, he's talking about the, the new birth that happens in the heart mm-hmm. when the Holy Spirit begins to move on the heart. Mm-hmm. And when that heart is changed, it, it's going to be a des- his desire that he wants to express publicly mm-hmm what has happened in his heart. Mm. And so baptism is simply a public expression of an inward experience. Mm. Amen. And that's what Christ is really referring to because what matters the most is the heart. Mm. And so when the thief on the cross was there, uh, he could not do the physical act of baptism. Right. But his heart Mm. had been changed changed and born of the Spirit. Amen. 
and we can see that uh, very plainly. But the one other reason why baptism is so important is what baptism represents. And let me look at it. I believe it's in verse Romans chapter uh, chapter 6. Yes, Romans chapter 6. And this is why baptism is so important because of what it represents. Romans chapter 6, beginning in verse... Uh, we'll read 3 and 4. And Jonathan, maybe you can read that first, please. Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4. Sure, Romans 6, verse 3 and 4. It says, Or do you know not... I'm sorry. Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, mm. that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jonathan. So Paul, writing this, he's describing to us what baptism, what baptism symbolizes. He says, Know ye not that you were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death. Mm. And then you were buried with him by baptism into death. Mm. And then he says that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Amen. So what does baptism represent? According to the words of Paul, it represents the death of Jesus, the burial of Jesus, mm. and the resurrection of Jesus. Mm. It represents you dying to your old old ways, mm -hmm. which is why when you hold the breath before baptism, that symbolizes death. Mm -hmm. And then when you're going under the water, or the watery grave as they call it, you are being buried. Mm. And then you come up you, into new life and you're taking your first breath of air and that's that's the symbol of the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And so you by faith that know that your past is gone mm -hmm. and you are now a new man and a new woman in Christ. Amen. And so the real question is, who wouldn't want to be baptized? Right. Oh, you know, who wouldn't want to, to to give their heart to Christ when they fall in love with Him? I'll give you an example. You know, when you when you love somebody, when you're looking for a partner, you know, you love that person and then you commit to them, and then what happens next? You want to get married. Right. And you want to commit to them, and you want to be exclusive to them, mm. and you want to express to everybody, like, this is my, 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 my desire, my love, and I'm going to be exclusive to them mm. publicly. Why? Not so that you can love that person, because the love has already taken place. I right. sure hope so. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it must. Well, according to yes, it, the, the love should be there. And... That's why baptism is so important. Mm. It is an expression of what's been happening on the inside. And you know, I'm so glad you brought it up that it was a caller from the DOC mm. because we actually had a baptism there a few years ago. Mm. You know, our, our station manager, uh, Matt Dodd, uh, we had a, he, he regularly, him and his, uh, you know, uh, great wife, Beth, they, they do prison ministry. And, uh, you know, they brought me over because we had, one of the inmates, it was a dear, dear kind lady, mm -hmm. and she was getting baptized. Oh, wow. Uh, but the problem was, you know, the, the DOC doesn't have a pool or a river that you can uh, baptize people in. And so what they did was they had a, a little, um, you know, these inflatable pools, which was mm -hmm. only probably about three or so feet deep, uh, I, I think. And by God's grace, that's what we were able to use to baptize her. Amen. And Amen. you see, even in, in prison walls... Um, you can't keep 
a man or a woman from giving their heart to Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah, but if that's but if you are just not able to be physically baptized for any reason, then of course recognize that God sees your heart. But if you can, then oh my brother, no oh my sister, you want to show your love to God and commitment. Uh, go ahead and do it. Uh, the Bible says in the book of Acts, arise. Why are you waiting? Arise and be mm. baptized, Amen. washing away your sins and calling upon the name of the Lord. Amen. Great question, Brother Maverick. Okay, Jonathan, you had a text in, I believe, First Peter. Please uh, share that with us, uh, kind of in line with baptism. Sure. Uh, so First Peter 3, verse 21 says the like figure uh so it's in the couple of verses before it's talking about how noah was saved in the ark mm -hmm. and it's saying that uh, uh saved by water is what the bible says yes. so it's saying the like figure uh in whereunto even baptism does now save us not the putting away of the sins of the flesh but the answer of a good conscience toward god by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So it's it's very interesting to me that it is the uh, that symbol of baptism uh, which shows the inward change of yes, heart, right? Exactly. That that cleanness of heart, the good conscience towards God because we've re repented, we, we've repented of our sins, we feel sorry for them, we don't want to do them anymore. Amen. And it is that that saves us, not so much uh, the ceasing from sin, which it, it implies that that is certainly a part. Yes, absolutely. Um, and Absolutely. then I, I did have one extra Bible verse yes, please, that right I, was, I was thinking of while you were talking. Uh, that's 2 Timothy 2, verse 19. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. Yes. And you can read it when you get there. Go right ahead. Um, sure. It says, uh, well, uh, I'm debating whether or not to skip the first word. But anyway, nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure, having this seal. God knows them that are his. And mm. let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from sin. So, mm. you know, if if you're not able to get baptized and, and the baptism is in the future, it doesn't mean you're not saved now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the Bible says the foundation of God, which is Jesus. Absolutely. He's the chief cornerstone. Yes. It, what Jesus has done for you is guaranteed. It's sure he himself was baptized. And he said, uh, oh, he said, suffer it to be so now, for thus it becomes to fulfill all righteousness. Absolutely. So Jesus was baptized for those who cannot be baptized. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And so, you know, the foundation of God is sure. Okay. Uh, if you can't be baptized now, it doesn't mean you're lost, but it, it's definitely a goal to strive yes, for. Yes, absolutely. And I'm mm -hmm. glad you said that because, you know, uh, Christ, and here's the thing. How important is baptism? Well, even Jesus himself was baptized. Mm -hmm. Amen. But if under all, if under, you know, if you're under unusual circumstances and you're not physically able to do it, uh, like Jonathan said, isn't that good news that Christ's baptism covers yours? Amen. As he was baptized in your place as well. So that's, that's wonderful Amen. news. Amen. And you know, you know, Brother Maverick, you know, you've got a, a wife and a, you know, beautiful children. And, you know, I'm sure the day came when you realized that you wanted to tie your lives together mm. and be a family. Yes. And what was the motive of that? What was the reason why you did that? Let me just back up a little bit sure. uh, on that story. My wife and I got together, and uh, we stayed together, but we weren't married. Mm -hmm. And we were together for, I think, at least one or two years. We have our first child together. And <clears throat> right after that, you know, we realized, hey, we are, uh, we are not living according to what God desires for mm -hmm. us. Mm. So we decide to uh, say our vows together because, mm -hmm. you know, we 
we wanted God's blessing and we want to do things the right way. Absolutely. So that was the a driving cause or the thing that uh, encourages us to move forward in marriage. And of course, yes, uh, I wanted also to show the public or to anyone who comes at that day that this is my wife, mm-hmm. that I am so happy you know, <laughs> to marry, you know, with all my heart. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank you for sharing that beautiful testimony, you know, oh, Brother Maverick. God. That's praise so beautiful. God. And yes, you know, it's it's love. Amen. Love is really the the heart of it. And you know what's amazing is it's um, it's never too late mm. uh, to express to God how much you love Him. Mm. When you recognize that even when we make mistakes or we're living in sin or we do something wrong, and yet that doesn't take, it doesn't lessen God's love for us. And He's ready to take us from one step to the next. Mm. And uh, like you said, you know, it was a, a public ceremony, and whoever would ca- would come, you wanted to let them know, hey, this is my, this is my beloved, right? And <laughs> <laughs> and you know, this is the one who my heart has has has, has loves and declares. Yep. And I don't think anybody had to force you to tell people that this is the one that I, oh, no. that I love. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nobody had to, and and that's the same thing with baptism. Mm. You know, uh, some people. Um, you know, they ask the question, well, um, we should keep a certain day in honor of the resurrection. Mm. Well, according to the scriptures, as you read in Romans chapter 6, the way that we kind of honor the resurrection or show the importance of the resurrection mm. is through baptism. Amen. Because we were buried in Christ. Uh, no, we died, we were buried, and we rose up to new life uh, in Christ. So beautiful. Beautiful testimony, my brother. That's, that's really, really beautiful. And thank you, Jonathan, for sharing that. So, Pastor, to kind of put it together, you know, from what you've shared from the beginning of the question, so baptism does not really, in, in a way, uh, it's not a prevention from anyone to have eternal life. Uh, let's say that we will be, if, if we get to heaven, mm-hmm. we will be seeing people who may not know about baptism. Yes, indeed. Oh, yes. But will be in heaven. Yes, Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up. You know, and and that's the truth. God meets us where we are, and he gives us the knowledge um, uh, right where we are. Mm. And there are a lot of people that will be in heaven who who weren't baptized, Mm -hmm. either because they never knew about it, or maybe they were never able to, like the thief Mm -hmm. on the cross. Right. But they will be there. Why? Because baptism is simply the physical act of showing and declaring that you are now being reborn. Mm. And that's why Christ says you were born of the water and the spirit. Because aside from being born of the water, you've got to be born of the spirit. Mm. Right. And that is a work of the heart. Mm. And so how does how do, what does it mean to be born of the spirit? When God begins to change your heart mm. and you begin to change and you begin to show the fruits of the spirit in Galatians mm. chapter 5. Mm. And your your fruits of your life then become good. Mm. What was something that you didn't and that you used to enjoy, now you no longer enjoy. Mm-hmm. And the things that you never really enjoyed, now you really enjoy. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I remember I didn't enjoy reading the Bible or praying or mm. or uh, or singing. Mm. I remember singing in church, and I would stand up, 
And I would look, and they would say the hymn number, and so I stand up and I look at the book, and I would say to myself, oh, man, four stanzas? I had to stand up for, for four verses? And now I just love singing, and I just sometimes wish it wouldn't stop, and I just want to keep Amen. on singing to, to the Lord. And it's a matter of the heart. Mm. And so now God's changed my heart, and I love I love to do that which I didn't like to do before, mm. uh, reading and sharing. I'm sure you guys are probably experiencing the same thing. You had experiences where you didn't like doing things that you now right. love to do. Mm. Right. And so, yes, um, there will be people in heaven who either didn't have the opportunity or who didn't know. Uh, but the question is, if you know, mm-hmm. then the Bible asks, uh, why are you waiting? Amen. Arise. Be baptized, calling upon the name of the Lord, washing away your sins. Mm. And if God has been moving on your heart and you know it's the right thing to do, then uh, you know, go ahead and do it. Amen. Go ahead, Jonathan, Brother Jonathan. Uh, that reminds me um, of the Bible verse in Proverbs, the path of the just. Mm. You know, God leaves us, in, he leads us in a path, and it's often, uh, I guess it's always probably one step at a time. And uh, when it comes to that moment where we are impressed that we should get baptized, for us, that is our next step. Yes. And unfortunately, if we don't take that step, we don't progress. Mm. And in my, in my walk with God, I discovered that, wow. that if we don't, uh, yeah, if we don't take the step, then we stay there. And then mm. once we take the step, he gives us another step and mm-hmm. another step and mm-hmm. we get closer and closer to him. Oh, I like that. That way you're changing and growing and growing. That's right. One step at a time. Oh, I love that. So definitely take that step. Mm. And it's a step of faith if you're listening out there and you really sense that God is calling you to, to do it and you recognize that you love the Lord. Amen. And you want to give him your whole heart. Mm. And I'm going to say this. No one that I've ever met who has given his heart, her heart to God has ever regretted it. Mm. As Jonathan had brought it back to a reminder, the path of the justice is a shining light that shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. Amen. Listen, guys, when I when I made my decision for baptism, I got to be honest, I was a little nervous and I was scared <laughs> because I was going to be so different from everybody in my family, especially. Mm. And like, oh, Lord, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm. So I, I waited and I waited. I just mm. I wasn't sure I wanted to do it. And finally, when I did it, I knew that it was the right thing to do. I knew that Amen. it was God calling me to do it. And I've got to tell you that, like Jonathan had brought up, every step since then that I've taken for God, and as God led, mm. it has only become sweeter and better and better. Amen. I can definitely say that. And I'll, I'll tell you honestly, I never thought we, I'd even be you know, sharing the Bible you know, at all on a radio station with you guys ever had I not taken that step. And mm-hmm. so... Trust God, listening friend, if you're, if you sense God calling you to make that decision and you love him with all your heart, then do as the Bible says and accept um, and to follow your Lord and Savior wherever he leads, even if that leads to uh, the shores or the waters of baptism itself. And may God bless you as you make that decision. Amen. All right, we are wrapping up. Uh, we have a few minutes left, but we're wrapping up with a straight from the Bible, and so we'll have uh, some closing thoughts, and then we'll wrap up for today. Great to, to study the Bible with you guys. Yeah, today. what a real blessing. It is. It is. Yeah. I feel very blessed to be here with you guys today. You know, just a simple thought came to my mind. Mm-hmm. In Matthew twenty-five, we heard about the ten virgins. 
five of them were, you know, they didn't have their lamp mm -hmm. or, or not their lamp, but the oil for mm. their lamp. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so as they were making their way back, uh, the uh, door was closed and the uh, gentleman told him that to go away because he doesn't know them. Mm -hmm. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, probably these are the people who were baptized, but, you know, they lost their salvation. Mm -hmm. So, like like what you just said, Pastor, it's really a matter, it's also a matter of the heart. Yes. Because mm -hmm. we can be uh, wet as we are baptized, mm -hmm. but we can come out and st still remain the same. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. But as you let God work upon the heart, and, and you know, baptism is a rebirth, mm -hmm. meaning you're going to be reborn. And as you're reborn, you're going to become a spiritual baby. Mm. And so you're going to learn how to walk in Christ. Amen. You're going to learn, and you're going to make some mistakes and stumble along the way. Mm. But just as you would never kick a baby for falling and not knowing how to walk, God will never do that to you. He's going to Amen. pick you right up mm. and say, do it again, try it again. And he will be with you every step of the way. Amen. 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 Okay, any closing thoughts, Brother Jonathan, before we pray? No, I, I think I <laughs> I got all of my thoughts out. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us. We always love having you over. It was a blessing. Amen. So let's go ahead and uh, bow our heads together as we seek God's blessing. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for our study tonight. What a blessing it has been. And what a blessing when we can open up your word and find in it answers to our questions. And not only answers to our questions, O oh Lord, but answers that lead us closer to Christ. And Father, for those who have asked questions and those who are needing to make decisions, O oh Lord, may you be with them and encourage them. And Lord, we know that every step that we take on the path that you've laid out for us will only um, be a greater step. And those are steps that are steps that lead up higher and higher. Amen. And Lord, the, the brightness of that path will grow brighter and brighter with every single day. Bless our listening friends who have called in and Lord, may you be with them. And we thank you for leading our hearts closer to you this afternoon, this evening. We ask a blessing upon all of the listeners now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, this is Pastor Masik to Ida'ong. And Jonathan. And Brother Maverick. Saying good night and God bless you. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Straight from the Bible. If you missed out on your question and would like to have it aired next time, you can also email us anytime at bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit them at online at joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us again next time for another edition of Straight from the Bible. Until then, may God bless you as you study His Holy Word, the Bible.